Yo, Stats back. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Got Stefan on the line. Stefan's having another fantastic day, week as always. We were just yeah, talking about it. Just amazing. <laughs> just, amazing. Just, just killing it. If, if every day could be Sunday, though, you know, I think, I think I'd be happier because so far it's been a decent year for betting for me. Yeah, man. I, yeah. And uh, NFL's been very, extremely entertaining. By the way, talking about watching stuff entertaining, I got tickets to uh, – the Celtics Warriors game uh, over at TD Garden this year, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, well, who knows? I, I, the Celtics they started out terrible. I mean, they had a good victory last night against Miami, but it's like the word well, is I think just just going to the Garden alone. It's kind of the same. You oh, know, I love those, going there. Like, I love it, dude. Have you ever been? Hallowed sites and stuff like that. You know, it's like it's a little different than uh, say Arco Arena. <laughs> Oh, I get so pumped when I go to TD Garden. I get, I honestly, I get so pumped. Like it's, it, for me as a nor, like a Northern California boy, to like go to the TD Garden and watch them play, I just like, I just, I just get giddy and ecstatic, you know. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, a moderate baseball fan, but if there's one place I'd like to watch a game, it's you know, go sit on top of the Green Monster would be my definitely be up there. Hey man, I know so, I know somebody lives in the area. Yeah, well, eventually, probably make that, make that, that, you know, that's one of those dreams that you could actually make happen. <laughs> you literally, you literally can do it, like, the next game, anyways. Like in the league, yeah, yeah, aim low, and, and all your dreams are close. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess I could just, you literally could drive, or take, like, uh, what do you call it, yeah. a, a Greyhound for, like, 50 bucks, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's like, yeah, no, I could even do that in a weekend, pretty sure. But, uh all right, let's start off with some topics. I know we don't have a lot of statistics, as in my podcast goes, and I know I've been doing that, but we're going to start off. Uh, actually, you know, I did notice you put Aaron Rodgers' drama on there, and I didn't even know you did that yesterday. Well, you know, there's a lot of drama, so having two bullet points of that should be all right. You want to start off? I mean, obviously yesterday, when you when you reached out about some topics, uh, we didn't get the his side of the story when he was – interviewing with his boy pat mcafee for like an hour and a half did you hear about that no see yeah i haven't had a chance to read anything today so i'm, I'm off of yesterday's news at this point uh so yeah he had the interview with pat mcafee and he was just like i didn't lie to anybody and i am um he didn't say vaccinated i uh i have immunized no, he said he was immunized and he did use air quotes when he did it and looked super shady about it so i mean it, just, yeah you can you can play that semantic crap but let's be honest. He knew what he was doing when he answered that way. Everybody took it that he was vaccinated, and he can play semantic games all he wants. But the the fact of the matter is, he chose to miss two games instead of maybe none. Uh, you know, because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Well, this and is what he said. If that's what he wants to do, but on a team like the Packers, where yeah. they are Aaron Rodgers. I think it hurts him more than anybody. And I was mad because I placed my bet on Tuesday for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so, so I'm a little, I'm a little, a little, a little upset about that. <laughs> so, so this is what Aaron said. He said that he's allergic to the Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, how, how would he know that? I, I don't know. And then he said the Johnson and Johnson, he was scared of because of the side effects. So, this is why he decided to go and do his own means, which he doesn't. He didn't mention at all what the, those are. Yeah, the homeopathic method that could be anything from rubbing mud on it to uh, 
praying to a crystal to uh, actual essential oils and other things. I mean, there's so many things under the homeopathic umbrella that it could be anything. So... Like like you 100% said, I don't care personally as a man what he wants to do with his body. But when he lies about it, when he lies about it, which he did, he said he didn't lie, but he did lie about it. Oh, well, and he, and he wasn't following any of the protocols. No. And he's in those places with those reporters without a mask, them thinking he's vaccinated, him knowing he's not. I mean, you can play these mental games where you're not the bad guy, but when it comes down to it, you're the asshole here. Look, you know, Aaron, you, you, you could have just... To, you yeah. lied to everybody about it, and then you got caught, and now you don't want to take the consequences. Yeah, you could have just been honest about it. You're like, look, I'm not getting vaccinated. Okay, okay, fine. They have protocol for that. Yeah, yeah. They have protocol for that. They mask or get tested either, and that's just bullshit. He's I just mean, being an even asshole. Like, even like Kyrie Irving and the people that are holding out, yeah. they're at least having the intent integrity to tell the truth about it and i think i don't know that that's just a bad look on aaron Rodgers. and i've always really liked the guy him being you know a nor cowboy and everything else but geez that's a bad look it really reminds me of a lot of my other norcal friends up in the hills a little higher you know it's like oh. come on man hey man watch <laughs> your lip bro <laughs> no but that's the way we i i mean that's the way we are up north you know it it's true Oh, yeah, no, I mean, anywhere, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, California is a pretty red state outside of uh, the city. See, and I was so. trying to explain people over, the, over here about that. I was like, no, you guys really don't know, when I'm talking about landmass-wise, that most of California is it's very red. Now, I'm not, if you're talking oh. about pure population, no, but like you're the, the centers, but I'm talking about outside of those, it's a very red state. Oh, no, as you got further up the hill during COVID, I mean, certain towns and areas weren't doing anything, I mean, at all. Like, they were actively not using any kind of precautions and stuff. So it's it just depends on where you are. Well, on top of that, I wouldn't even say it's like, yeah, no, you're right. It is a pretty red state. But I would say that there's those people that are very, um, I I don't know how to say it. But it's like Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? I mean, even where I'm at, it's... You're at least fifty fifty or more. I mean, it's close. <laughs> there's there's just as many people uh, actively campaigning against masks that are wearing them and everything else. So it, it's like the wild west here. One business will be completely compliant. Another one will be actively don't care. Not. Yeah. So okay, all right. Let's move on to some uh, more interesting stuff. Yeah. Right. Everyone's probably pretty tired of hearing about that stuff. OBJ no longer a Brown, and this is for different reasons than COVID altogether. None of that drama. He just did, he was just being a. He's just being an asshole, yeah, and, yeah. and and there's no way that like he didn't know what his dad was posting. You know, his dad posted those videos of him being open and Mayfield missing him. He said, "Dad, can you do this stuff. for me so it doesn't look bad?" Yeah, no, that's him having his dad release it so he doesn't get in trouble for doing that kind of stuff, forcing his way out. So. He wanted out. That's the way he forced out. So now they're coming to a, an agreement on what is it? Uh, they're going to buy. They're going to buy out the remainder of his salary. Right. So when someone claims him off waivers, they're just going to pay pay him the veteran minimum for the rest of the year. So uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the rumor that he he's telling other teams that don't bother reaching out. I'm going to sign with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, you know that's not how it works. So <laughs> <laughs> you know. The thing is, he doesn't actually have a lot of leverage. I mean, if you're one of those uh, teams that's further up on the waiver wire, like the Lions or whatever, 
why wouldn't you claim him? Vet, you're yeah. going to pay him the veteran minimum, and then he's still under contract, and you can trade him for if he plays even decently for some kind of a return after a one-year rental at a minimum salary. So, I mean, I just don't see all those teams passing on him because he's going to be an ass. He's been an ass everywhere he went. People pretty much know that's what they're getting with him, and I just don't see the leverage there. He's only caught like 200 and something yards this year. He's had a rough couple of years. In 29 games with the Browns, he only had 200-yard games. He's just not the player that he was. No, he got hurt. He left New York, and he hasn't been the same at all. And You can't blame Baker because, I mean, I guess you can the Browns, but you got to put a lot of weight on him. You can blame whoever you want, but ultimately, like, People act like receivers are so good that they should just magically get these yards. And it's like they have to actually get open all the time and consistently run routes and everything else. And he hasn't shown – I mean, 29 games with the Browns is a big sample size. And he's got 200-yard games. It's just he's not explosive anymore as much as everyone wants him to be and thinks that he's – it's still 2016. It's not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. guys like him, it's not like he was ever an amazing route runner or anything. He was I, getting by on pure athleticism, and it's like well, that'll catch up to you eventually. I think he'd be a, a you know, he could fill in a spot somewhere. He'd be a good uh, slot he, he, somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I just don't know that the amount of hassle you're dealing with with him and his production lately, if it's even worth having him on the team. Yeah, you know, Patriots have had some uh, had some success with. With a like washed out troublemakers, <laughs> but then they've had, they've had, you know they had some failures. About, they've had a lot of success with that. So I mean, that would be the team. To well, they do failed it. too. Think about Josh Gordon. That sucked. And you know, yeah. Well, and I'm even thinking all the way back to like Corey Dillon. You know, yeah. He actually that's that was a good example there. Corey ended up being such a gem for them, and he probably yeah. Corey just needed to get out of that toxic relationship relationship in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. But talking yeah, about, I'd have more faith in OBJ if it wasn't the fact that he already did that with the Giants. Now he's forced himself out with the Browns. It's like he's just going to be one of those guys that's just not happy anywhere. You know, I'm gonna, I want to, I want to touch on something. Uh, ben Simmons uh, and his situation with uh, the 76ers. Are you familiar with that? He's basically causing a big hoo ha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about it. We talked about it. Yeah. So the thing is, the Sixers are trying to get him to talk to medical staff about his mental... Well, he said he's now come out and said that he has uh, mental health issues. Yeah, because he ran out of excuses and yeah. he wasn't showing up to practice. Yeah. So. And, you know, somebody that actually has mental health issues, it kind of bothers me when people use that as a bullshit Okay, excuse. so you, you know what was going on and what he was going to do. He yeah, got, I mean, it's, it's super transparent, you know? Well, like here's the thing is because... Like she clearly was dealing with some stuff when she was willing to make those kind of sacrifices. You know, if you're talking about, like, players that actually had men- mental health issues in the NBA, uh, Ron Artest, freaking um, uh, Spreewell, you know what I mean? Th- those yeah. are some people that had actual, like, mental health issues who got out of the situation they were in, and they actually flourished as other, in, in other places. Oh, yeah, no, and, and, and I probably shouldn't discount it. It's just pretty convenient, you know? I mean, well, maybe, this maybe is it why... Is, it is that way, yeah. but it's like the timing of that, the optics look pretty bad when you've been scrambling for reasons to not show up. You show up to practice and get kicked out for being a dick, and then suddenly you got mental health issues. It's like, it's you know, it's a little bit harder to believe that. It's kind of like when an employee calls in 
uh, sick the next morning after the night before being like, I'm going to go party it up tonight. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you might be sick, but the odds are you're not. Here, here's the thing on top of that with Ben Simmons is that the Sixers are saying, here's our services to help you get better. Here's our, yeah. our doctors you go see. And he's like, nah, I don't need to see them. So now yes. you know, now they're like, fine, F you. We're taking your money again. We've done everything that we've, we've tried to do, and, and you still want to like not. Well, Ben Simmons is a great example of the pay structure in the NBA being so screwed up that somehow he's getting paid that amount of money, and he's nowhere close to that elite of a player. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good player, but he's not worth the money that the salary, you know, that's addition out to him. And that's why they can't find any trade partners because, you know, a guy that can't shoot yeah. is pretty one dimensional. You you know, it's not the kind of threat that's. I mean, look at Steph Curry has pretty much revolutionized the game as a guy like that, where everybody wants somebody that can shoot from behind the half court line, let alone, you know, the free throw line. I think Ben could get away with it if he was do- if he dominated in the paint more, but he just doesn't. Well, I mean, and there's guys that, you know, uh, and but here's the other thing. He could work on his shot. I mean, I, I've got to give Lonzo Ball a hell of a ton of credit because I was never a big fan, and it's like he has developed his shot enough to be a threat and, you know. Along with the rest, rest of his, his game. game. And be a yeah. solid player. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but okay. All right, let's move on. And by the way, I'm just going to make a request. I don't want to talk about the Henry Rugg situation because it's too damn sad for me, but – if you yeah, want, yeah, yeah, it's just I too much. To touch on it. It's just sad. It's yeah. really sad. And in in Nevada, very that's probably one of the worst states for him to have injured somebody with uh, with an alcohol related yeah. uh, accident. They're extremely extremely harsh, and even with good lawyers, there's probably no way he's not doing some jail time. So I I, I will say this, um, you know, condolences to the family uh, that lost their loved ones, and uh, you know. That that's all I'll say about that. I can't, and I don't want to yeah, like, touch on sad. too much. You know, you and I were both in claims. Wow. 156 is an amazing amount of speed to be going at any given time in any car. Wasn't he in like a a residential? Well, I, I mean, he rear-ended her at like 120 something. That's impressive. That's hard to do. It really is. I yeah, mean, you yeah. You have to be. Stuff, you got to be wasted. That's, that's about as bad as it gets. I mean, I've got a, a hundred twenty miles an hour, but it was like on the open highway with no one around. Like, well, yeah, and one fifty six is hard to get most cars up to. I mean, that's a you, you got to really tra- all of that takes a lot of effort, and you know, outside of the track, yeah, outside of the track, you are one hundred percent correct. I guess we weren't going to talk about it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. All right, Deshaun Watson not traded. Not surprised. I think a lot of that, a lot of that for me was like, there's a lot of legal troubles. There's a lot of what ifs. Is he going to go on the commissioner's exemption list, et cetera, et cetera? Why would you trade at that many? Um... Well, they would. They would have had this. From what I understand, most of those trades were predicated on him settling those civil suits beforehand. But it still would have left eight criminal suits. I mean, there's no way around not taking a gigantic risk on him even being available again. When does this guy play football next? Geez, that's a great question because the way they're they're dragging this out, I don't know. I guess the league's gonna. I mean, with the legal process, this could take years. So, and it doesn't seem like the league's too, you know, jumping on it. Like normally, it's funny because Goodell has dished out punishments for less uh, with less evidence, and all of a sudden now we're letting the court play it out. So. <laughs> Let me, uh, I, you know, I don't know what happens with him. Is he going to be... are clearly done, but yeah. nobody else wants him. This could be a real mess. Is he going to be 
away from football longer than Michael Vick was. How long was Michael Vick? Two and a half years? Yeah. Ooh. But Michael you Vick was actually incarcerated. Another season while they cleaned this up. And the other thing is, though, if he ends up getting convicted, that could be it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the optics on that and everything else, I don't know. This has always looked bad, as we've talked about, you know, previously this summer. It's like the amount of the amount of accusations is just mind-blowing when you think about it that as much as everyone's like oh they're trying to get rich or famous or whatever really nobody i've ever seen got rich or famous by uh, you know having accusations against a famous athlete usually they just get dragged through the mud and in this case we've got 20 something people lining up that is and they all have the same story of him pathetically trying to get you know hiring him for a massage it's like I just don't understand the thought process by Deshaun. He's rich enough. He could have just hired an escort service. Like, he I, probably I just didn't don't get understand. A, well, he probably didn't get a kick out of it. You know what I mean? He probably didn't get a Yeah, pop. I mean, that's got to be part of it is the power struggle and the fact that it's on the cheap. I mean, you know, I'm sure an escort would charge more than a masseuse. I'm assuming. <laughs> Boy, I don't want to get into that. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. You have no clue. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm just joking, dude. Um, all right, all right. Deshaun Watson, I don't know how long you're up for, but let me ask you this. And I know it's two extremely different situations, but uh, Michael Vick served his time, and he came out a lot better man for it. You know what I mean? I think he changed. I well, think he. I, I think he showed that even if you do something as universally appalling as dogfighting, even in, if you're a great athlete, there's always a way back. And we've seen that countless times that if you're good enough, you know, if, if he was a mediocre quarterback, he'd be done for life. There's still a shot he comes back, but do you think I so? Deshaun Watson? Path and there's a lot of stuff to I go I mean, he through. didn't fit. Yeah, I, this is tough. This is tough. Are you think about like all the other ones who had problem, like problems with women and uh, they're not back in the league at all. But of course, those were physical violence stuff. Yeah, yeah. And as you know, I mean, it's like that Ray Rice thing. He was only suspended a couple games, then they saw tape and suddenly it mattered. It's all perception. I mean, they knew the facts. They knew he had punched her. But then when they saw it, suddenly it was bad. And unfortunately, that's kind of how our society is. By the Uh, way, you know, it depends on what comes out and and how these trials work. I mean, if he gets criminally even... A criminal trial, I think that'll be enough for the league to step in at that point. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, how old is Michael Vick? <laughs> Off the top of 40, your head. 43? Wow, he's 41. Ah, shit, is he only 41? Good guess. Yeah. I know, that's what yeah. I said. I was looking, yeah, I was looking over. Okay. God, he was young when he was in the Sugar Bowl, because I was thinking, I, was th- I knew he was older than me, but not that close. All right, let's move on to Mr. Man, my athleticism really waned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys used to be right there with like like 1A, dude. 1 and 1A. Just I don't know what happened, Steph. You, just, you, stopped, you should have stopped, uh, started, uh, sorry, kept on training. You're right. Yeah, if I'd only done my agility drills. <laughs> By the way, what a, I, uh, is, are we ever going to see a quarterback like freaking Michael Vick with his athletic ability again in the NFL? Like, what in the heck was that about? That dude was crazy athletic. Well, yeah, that he, he, there's guys that, yeah, there's no one quite with his quick twitch, like quick direction. No, I mean, there's guys that have been faster in a straight line and everything, 
But he was like Barry Sanders as a quarterback. I mean, he could make those cuts and accelerate so fast that I don't know if I've ever seen anyone that could move quite like him. He So Steve Young had the moves, but he did not have the athletic ability of Mike Vick. And I think those two quarterbacks had like, they had, like you said, they had like Barry Sanders. I don't know that's that's crazy to say about Steve Young, but look how he played when he got in the field. He actually like juked the hell out of a lot of people. Oh, Steve, Steve Young was more mobile than people give him credit for. Yeah. John Elway too. I mean, there's been a lot of quarterbacks that could move. It's just... When you see someone like Vic that jukes three people out and runs the opposite way of the field and, you know, reverses field and stuff, that's that's just something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Talking about quarterbacks, let's move on to another quarterback. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, is something wrong? What, let me get your take on that. You know, I, I think it's not so much that there's anything wrong with Mahomes this year. I mean, he hasn't played his greatest uh ball that he's always playing but i think the thing is that's finally caught up with him is the chiefs have been kind of a mediocre team without him for a while now i mean they have no defense they've got great offensive weapons but they've been counting on him to you know throw four or five touchdowns every game and throw 400 yards or the offense or they, they lose the game because they're giving up 30 points and I think eventually this just finally caught up with them this year where their defense is not didn't improve as much as they thought it would. And, you know, he's people have kind of figured out a little bit how to play the Chiefs after watching them lose, you know, a few times. Also, their offensive line isn't as good as it was last year when it wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, you can only get by with, with you know, great offensive players for so long before someday you're going to have to run the ball and you're going to have to protect and – you see it now. They're getting to the point where they're not running it at all effectively. And when teams can pin their ears back and know you're going to pass the ball, even if you've got Tyreek Hill and Mahomes, you know you can still be stopped. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I don't think there's anything wrong with Pat Mahomes. I don't think so. I think it's the rest of the team that's that, that's that's <laughs> struggling. I think the rest of the team. I think Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I think the rest of the team is what's kind of like uh, letting him down. Well, yeah, football's a team sport, and too often we get into this, you know, hero ball where it's like all about the quarterback keeping it up and nobody else matters, and it's just not how winning teams are built. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, your last week, man, last week bets, you won some money. Uh, I'm going to attribute that to this, this podcast and how much we talk about betting. Yeah, no, it gets my thoughts in order. Although, uh, <laughs> sometimes I've noticed I'll totally go against the pick that I made, and then later I'm like, why did I? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you won uh, two tickets, right? Yeah, uh, there's a two-teamer and a three-teamer. So if I'd only combine them five of five, you know, woo. What, uh, you, did, you, did you roll the money into this week? Uh, uh, I haven't really done anything yet. I was kind of waiting. The line hasn't opened on the Niners on my thing yet. Ooh, I was kind of waiting you. on that. Waiting for the Niners. And of course, I bet early on like Tuesday, and then all of a sudden my my picks weren't looking too hot because I had the Jets uh, to cover that ten and a half. But I think they would have if if uh, their quarterback hadn't gotten knocked out of the game because they still came within fifteen. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Let's so talk I'm about down ten bucks this week. Or, talk- or a thousand because I'm a baller. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand, thousand for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about. I want to finish off with uh, the Joe Montana thing, and then we'll roll into some. We'll make some picks, and we'll call it. But um, did you hear about there was? I think it was an interview. Joe Montana was saying that he said, "Oh yeah, I would have drafted Mac Jones ra- rather than uh, Trey Lance." 
and I think yeah. that's more than like he doesn't really have a great. Re- I was thinking about it, he doesn't have a great relationship with the Niners at all. Yeah, I I read that, but it's I don't know. It's way too early to be making those kind of a, you know calls, and everyone knew coming in that Mac was already basically at his ceiling, and that's why you take him there, or yeah. do you go with? with Trey Lance that everyone thinks might have a higher ceiling but hasn't proven it yet, you know? And they knew what they were doing when they drafted Lance. They wanted a project because they thought Jimmy could still compete this year. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's what you want out of a quarterback. I mean, clearly the Niners didn't feel that way, and I don't know. It's easy for everyone to armchair quarterback. I mean, it's... it's, Oh, should have done this, should have done that. It's headline fodder. And you see it already, like, a few weeks in where it's like, oh, that guy's a bust. It's like let's let's give these people a few years to build a career because we keep having this where people come out of the gates hot. I mean, for example, uh, Jamar Chase this year is killing it, and I'm not saying anything bad about him. But the previous receiver that had the record through this many games as a rookie was Marquise Colston. Yeah, Marquise Colston was a solid NFL player. But he was not a superstar. So I think sometimes, like, trying to anoint everyone the next Jerry Rice after six games, it's like, let's just kind of hold up. <laughs> well, that's what we do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everyone needs a hot take on everybody. And it's like, you know, most of these young players are going to develop one way or the other. All right. Let's roll into some picks and make a lot of money for people. Yeah. All right. First up, Sunday. Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans is favored by five and a half points in this game. Oh, wow. It actually was. I thought it was at six earlier in the week. Uh, well, I like it, it, it could be. I definitely like them at five and a half. It, it, it could definitely be, uh, you know, year over oh, there. Oh, yeah. I know the ones you're looking at, it changes. So. Yeah. But but either way, I like them. I like them on that. The, the Falcons have not shown any fight this year. <laughs> what is up with the Falcons? It's not like they don't have talent. I mean, you know what? They're well, not. But they're not doing bad. I mean, the Niners the are. The problem with the Falcons is the ownership didn't decided to rebuild and keep Matt Ryan. And you know, it's like if if you're gonna rebuild, get rid of Matt Ryan, get rid of Julio Jones, like they did. But instead, they kind of half rebuild and ha- kept Matt Ryan and are building weapons around him, but not really. It just feels like it's a real haphazard approach. The last so few years. Uh, ever since they made the Super Bowl, they haven't really made any move. Isn't Taysom starting this game? Uh, he is. So that would be the big, big question mark. Is, but I feel like with uh, their run game and defense, they're just going to outplay him that way. Yeah, the simulator has the Saints beating up at Atlanta, thirty-one to fourteen, even with a, uh, even with a uh, Taysom Hill in. But they, oh, Taysom yeah. got a big Kamara, paycheck. Kamara is still a, a threat, you know. And yeah. All it's going to take is a conservative game plan. I think they'll be fine. All right. Next up, we got the Denver Broncos, four and four. They're four and four against the spread against the Dallas Cowboys, who are six and one and seven all against the spread. The points I think are at ten points, so the Cowboys are minus ten points of this one. That's a tough one. Uh, Dak's back, so you'd imagine they blow him out. But Teddy Bridgewater is crazy good against the spread when he's on the road. Not that he ever wins those games, but he keeps them close. So I I think that spread's just big enough. I'm going to lean towards Denver on this one. Denver, yeah the the sixty eight percent of the betting public actually has Dallas. The simulators have a thirty six to twelve victory for the Cowboys. But <laughs> that wouldn't actually surprise me. But I don't know. 
After yeah. the Cowboys last week, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And um, I, I don't know, man. At yeah, seven and a half, they opened it. They, they opened so it. Easily. Yeah, they opened at seven and a half, which is a, okay. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, but ten points is a lot. It is. So I'll go with Denver too. All right. Buffalo minus ten and a half in, on the road against Jacksonville. Actually, you know what? It's up to fourteen. Oh, I was just going to say, I know that one's up to fourteen because I saw it earlier today. Yeah, that one's up to fourteen and a half. So a lot of money's going on Buffalo on this on this game, and Buffalo's on the road too. Yeah. You know, rightfully so, though. I mean, Jacksonville is just dog shit. So <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to go with Buffalo on this one. At at 14? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I mean, as much as I hate that big of a spread, I, I just can't think that Jackson. Like, and I had Jacksonville when they, when they won that one and upset them. I don't see that happening this week. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of people put money on <laughs> Buffalo, too. I will take Jacksonville plus 14 and a half at home. I'll probably lose that nice. one. All right, Houston is plus seven points on the road against Miami. <laughs> what a dog shit game. Uh, actually, it's down to six points, so some money has been uh, put on Houston. They are getting the points, so. Wow. Yeah. I guess a lot of faith in Tyrod Taylor. I don't have that kind of faith in him. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with two uh, having a bounce-back game and, and winning some for the Dolphins. So. I like that. I like that. I like that uh, Miami at home, too. Minus six points. So that worked in the favor for us there. That's a pretty good spread considering how bad the Texans look. This this spread is interesting. What it opened up at is New England versus Carolina. New England was a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Money's gone towards New England more. So depending on where you're betting, you're getting four to three-and-a-half points now. So there was a swing. The starting quarterback for Carolina is P.J. Walker, that guy that played in the XFL. You remember, you remember watching him at all? No, but I didn't know. I didn't know uh, Darnold was out. So yeah. Darnold's out. Yeah, PJ Walker starting this game. So I, mean, I already like the Patriots. I think I they're really going to beat like the them. shit out of them without without. I mean, no, I don't. PJ is good, but I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I actually was pulling for PJ when he was in the XFL because he was head and shoulders above above the rest of the talent uh, in the XFL, but it was the XFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna so take, be, yeah, take being the best Euro League guy. I'll take New England at minus four. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. All right, Minnesota, Baltimore. Minnesota's plus six points on the road at Baltimore. I like Minnesota in this because wow. Baltimore right. has been playing some really close games and their defense just does not look so good. I'm gonna take Baltimore minus six at home. All right, nice. Cleveland minus their best receiver ever in the history of of the Browns. Are uh, they plus three points against Cincinnati? Who's absolutely actually damn? It's down to two and a half points to a point. A lot of money's been put on Cleveland. They're uh, so it's down <laughs> to a point. Uh, Cincinnati's minus a point at home. Yeah. Wow. I definitely pick Cincy on that one. I think Cincy's gonna smack them. They're just they're just oh, me too. It's gonna be a beatdown. The, the the Browns have looked terrible. <laughs> I mean, they really have as a team. They're just yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be too worried hey, about that. that. How much money's been put on Cleveland? Let me check real quick. A lot, apparently. For it to swing that much. It was, and it swung back towards the other way. Now Cincinnati's the spread consensus, but a lot of money was put on Cleveland for it to go that way. Yeah. I think Cincinnati's going to own them. That that seems like a me too. Good the dub they've been playing league. on offense and, and the way that the Browns have been playing, I, I just don't. 
Yeah, that's one of those ones where I like Cincy all day long on that. So Vegas versus the Giants. Vegas is minus three points on the road at New York. They're traveling all the way across the country. They're still minus three points. Uh, it seems like one thing that the Raiders are able to do is overcome, uh, you know, all the shit they've been going through this this year. I know it was only their head coach last time. Now it's Henry, but uh, I, I they're a better team, and the Giants suck at home. So what do you got? They're minus, Vegas is minus three. Yeah, gosh, that's a tough one because there's a lot going on with the Raiders, but the Giants have been just historically bad at home. So I guess I got to keep going with the Raiders until they uh, – Show some signs of uh, having troubles. I'll take the Raiders, too. All right. The Chargers, after losing it to Pats at home last year, traveling to Philadelphia, they're favored to win by, depending where you bet, two points to a point and a half at, uh, against Philly. Hmm. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Gosh, I guess I guess we're gonna have to take that point and a half. <laughs> you gonna take Philly plus a point and a half? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers. All right, that, that's a tough because they travel all the way across the country. I always hate. Well, and the those. Chargers always seem to. I don't know. It's like every time I think that they're they're on it, they suddenly just go out and lay an egg, and they've been doing that for like a decade. So now here's our here's our bet of the week. So. Arizona opened as three-point favorites on the road against San Francisco. They're now down to a point. Plus, actually, you know what? It swung. They're plus a point and a half against the Niners. Well, and Kyler Murray's playing. He's just hobbled, right? I don't know what the deal is with Kyler. From what I understand, he, he his ankles hurt, but he was still expected to start. So, uh, Oh, wait. Arizona Cardinal. This is five hours ago. Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray won't play unless he can't function at a high level. So, and fantasy football says start formulating your Kyler Murray backup plans now. Yeah, and I think that's why I haven't been able to get a line on that yet. Who is their backup quarterback? <laughs> it's been it's been up in the air. But yeah, uh, I like the you know in this case, I would uh, take the Niners, the man. They're looking for revenge, baby. But I think the way the Niners match up with the Cardinals, it could be that get-right game for the season and change change their hopes. So I'm I'm gonna, and this might be partially uh, wish fulfillment, but I'm going to go with the Niners on this one. Guess who their starting quarterback would be? Uh, God, I don't know who is their backup. Colt McCoy. Oh, I like him even better. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> I always liked Colt McCoy as, as a player and thought he'd be better than he was, but he, he's always been a solid backup. Man, he's been in the league forever. He's 35 years old now. Oh, yeah, no, I remember when he came into the league, like, and watching John Gruden's quarterback camp, and he was on it, and I was like, you know, his arm looks pretty good, but that just goes to show why I'm not a professional scout. So. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Niners. I think they handle business here and beat up Arizona without Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray, Murray is their offense. And also J.J. Watts out. And I know he's not a huge a huge. No, but J.J. Impact. Watts out and then somebody else is out too. Uh, isn't um, A.J. Green out? Or not? Yeah, A.J. Green. Well, possibly. Out too, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Yeah. So either way, yeah. And the Niners had a get-back game last week where they looked good. And, hey, give Jimmy credit. That broken play with uh, with uh, Debo 
that first rush, rushing touchdown he had. Yeah. That that that's what you want out of your veteran quarterback. Yeah. Like he knew where it was being blocked and he just took it through himself. Yeah. That was great. And then seeing the you know the other one was called for him, but it's like, hey, good to see him get aggressive and run it in twice. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got the Packers minus their quarterback. They opened up at plus two and a half on the road. Now they're up to plus seven and a half on the road against Kansas City. Yeah, they opened it to pick them uh, <laughs> before Aaron Rodgers <laughs> debacle. Um, Look, you know, Jordan gets his chance to start, though. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I guess it really comes down to what you think of Jordan and if he can get it done. Who knows? I, I think, though, the way the Packers are built, I mean, as you and I both have seen, it's Aaron Rodgers or nothing, and I still think the Chiefs are good enough on offense that they're going to probably get in some kind of shootout. And I don't know if uh, – I don't, I can't ever trust a new quarterback until I see him play a little bit. So I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. I'm going to go with the Packers plus 7.5. Yeah, 7.5. Is it up to 7.5? 7.5, seven seven up to 7.5. Oh, God, that is a lot. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to take the Packers <laughs> at that point because that's an 8, eight points. I think they have a solid run game. I think they'll keep it close, yeah. closer than that, yeah. All right, next we got the Titans – Plus seven and a half on the road against LA and tight. The Titans are without their almost their whole offense because Derrick Henry's yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't trust them without Derrick Henry. So this one, if, if for anybody listening, I would stay the hell away from this game. Oh yeah, because both those teams have been really unpredictable. Yeah, I might take the over if I was if I had to bet on this game, I'd probably take the over. Oh, all right, all right. Well, you have to pick a team though. <laughs> yeah, then I'm, yeah. what was the spread again? Seven and a half. Tennessee plus seven and a half. Oh, they still have their starting well, quarterback. Tennessee at plus seven and a half. You know I, what? Feel like they, I, I feel like Stanahill can light it up. He can light it up go, when Derrick Henry's running. A touchdown. He can't light it up when Derrick Henry's there. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm probably. <laughs> see, this is one of those ones where I'm saying it now, but then when it comes time for me to bet it, I will not bet it that yeah. way probably. So, grain of salt. I mean, I'm going to bet the Rams in this game. Uh, that's a lot of points, though. Yeah. And Tennessee's still a good team. Tennessee's still a tough team. Uh, okay. All right. Monday night game. Chicago is plus six and a half. So they opened up at plus five. So some money's been put on Pittsburgh there. They're plus six and a half points in Pittsburgh. So not a lot of love going to the rookie quarterback over there. Uh, you know, they didn't the look Steelers, bad the against Steelers the Niners. Are starting to play a little bit better, and the Bears just, you know, they're they've been everybody's get right team so far this year. So I, I just don't see it suddenly changing in them, <laughs> and especially with that pass rush Pittsburgh has. I think Fields will probably get sacked four times. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. All right, I love it. I'm going to go with. I'll go with Pittsburgh too. I like Pittsburgh. All right, dude. You got anything else? Uh, I think we touched on all the the big stories. I think we had a good podcast. Oh, the one we forgot though, yeah. uh, Von Miller trade. Oh, that's to, right, Von Miller to, yeah. to uh, the Rams. Do, do we see this making any kind of impact? Or I mean, it's a big impact on the Rams, and I think they gave up a second and a third rounder for him. I mean, they have pretty much cashed in all their draft capital and just gone with proven veterans. They want to win right now. And yeah, I just wonder where it's going to leave them in a year or two. I mean, there's no way that all this cap stuff doesn't end up catching up. I don't up think they care about a year or two. I think they want to win this year. 
And no, they, I, I think that's clear with that move. It's just they want is Von Miller enough right now to push him over the edge. Is Von Miller enough to push him past the freaking Cardinals? Yeah, exactly. Or or just to even make him like that can't miss contender. And I don't know. You know I don't I mean? think he's, so. He's but... still Von Miller, but he's definitely on the other side of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What, what uh, do I get, fuck the Rams. How do you feel about That's that what I, think about. I feel like they've given up. I feel like they probably gave up more capital than he's worth. Rams go shove it up their candy ass. That's what I think. <laughs> the, the Lammies. I still remember, I still remember before That's how I feel about the Rams. Rams when, they, when they were always playing the Niners. <laughs> I think it's a big upgrade. I think it's going to. It, I think it could win them a couple extra games this year that they might may have not won, like that would go down to the last second. So I think it may yeah. does it does it put them above the uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay? No. Yeah, but well, I don't know, dude. Team, I mean, they're so a good the NFC ass. right now is pretty wide open. There's not a team that I outright like think is easily better than the you know what i mean those top four are probably all right in the running i think yeah i think the playoffs are going to be who's the better team on that day absolutely and who's coming in healthy into the playoffs for sure and i think it's going to be a like a razor close victories throughout the playoffs like it's going to be fun too bad the niners are probably not going to be there but i think it's going to be fun to watch yeah, they'd have to have a run, but it's possible with their schedule. It's still possible. Like I know it's definitely possible. I don't want to jinx it. I'm just saying. Yeah, and we've talk- got the, the Rams next week, so that'll be the real test. If, if they get past Arizona and then can somehow upset the Rams, they'd actually be on track to uh, still do something this year. Let's look at. Let's actually look at the playoff picture, NFC playoff picture. Let's look it up, just to see where we're at. Uh, see if somebody's actually done. I don't know. No, no one ever did it yet. Fuck them. Anyways, <laughs> I was going to cheat and use somebody's playoff picture scenarios. Let's see if CBS got <laughs> it's that. It's too up. early. Yeah, it's too early. <laughs> uh, Remember, we've got an extra week this year. So. Oh, here we go. Okay. So this is as it stands right now. We're going to week nine. Uh, AFC. Well, yeah, we'll start off the AFC. So first... Uh, first seed in the AFC is actually the Titans. Oof, six and two. Number two seed is the Raiders. So they would face the Chargers at four and three. So the Chargers would be seven. So that would be one game. And then the Steelers versus the Ravens. So Ravens are three. Steelers are six. And then the Bengals versus the Bills. And then in the NFC, the first round buy is going to be the Packers, which who knows where that goes from now. And then uh, the the Cardinals would face the Panthers. The Cowboys would face the Saints, and the Bucks would face the Rams. Ooh, four five is a Bucks round. Yeah. Man, that's tight. And those are all seem like the the front run. I mean, obviously because the record they are, but that seems about right too. We're almost halfway through, and it's like yeah. So the Niners could sneak in. Feeling like those contenders. Yeah, I think the Niners sneak in and take the seventh position from the Panthers <laughs> if they have a chance to do it. It's po- it's absolutely possible. I mean, a lot of things are possible at this point. But if the Niners don't win the next two games, I don't, I don't think they have a lot of hope for anything else happening. No, they are currently three and four. Uh, there, there's actually a lot of teams in that muddling field. There, three and four, four. Uh, but then it goes from uh, from six up is where it's basically the kind of the cream of the crop. 
I think. Well, actually, five up because I think New Orleans is kind of a a pretender, even though they're five and two. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like they're a good team, but I don't know. I, I think Taysom Hill will have to show something because Winston's completely out. So and it's I didn't crazy. Even really trust Winston. Check this out. So as, I, yeah, as crazy as this sounds, say say the top six teams stay. So Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Rams, New Orleans Saints, Carolina. So uh, minus Carolina. So those top top teams stay that same way. Here's the teams with Car- so Carolina four and four, Minnesota three and four, San Francisco three and four, Atlanta three and four, Philly three and four, Seattle three and five, Chicago three and five. So there's your contenders for the last spot, I think, for the playoff picture there. And I think the yeah. Niners have a good chance here because I think Minnesota sucks, Carolina sucks, Atlanta no, sucks, you, yeah, when Philly you look sucks. At those other teams that have the similar record, God, you like to hope the Niners. I think the problem, the only pro- other problem team is the Seahawks. Because I never, I'll never trust them that they're not a good team. Well, especially once Russell Wilson gets back, yeah. it's, like, it's like the Packers. It, it with a quarterback like that, they can always do something. So we have a chance that we have a chance to get the Niners in the playoffs. I think we have a strong yeah. chance, actually. Even, even if we split the next two games, there's still a chance. But if they don't win this weekend, I, I don't see any route of anything happening. No, the, not unless Carolina and Minnesota and Atlanta just. Well, actually, you know what? God, Which that's could absolutely bad. happen. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that we have a chance, dude, of actually making the playoffs as a totally mediocre team this year. Yeah, no, it could happen. I mean, they could be one of those uh, seven and nine type of playoff teams. This team's know. not mediocre, though. Damn it, we need a running back. Can we can we find someone off the street? What is going on? Actually, uh, Elijah's Wilson playing well. Be back this week, though, so that should help. Who is? Uh, Jeff Wilson. Oh, good. Good. And and we got our kicker back, which you know, hey. <laughs> I think we win this game. We need to win this game. I think it's actually possible. I, I I really do. I don't think it's just wishful thinking. I think I think they've got the skill level to do it. It's just a matter if they get out there and execute. Is Seattle not. off this week? I think they are, aren't they? Mm. Eight and five. Yeah, I think they're off because I don't think we picked yeah, them. Yeah, because I don't remember picking. So, That's a yeah, bummer. I wish they played with Russell Wilson out again. We could use yeah. that. We could use another L to work in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> One more Geno start. <laughs> come on can't you just give it another another Gino start for us come on alright dude well thanks for uh, thanks for calling in yep yeah first time caller long time listener thanks man alright All right. stats back thanks for listening later guys take care you'll remember soon bye